you are tuning in for another episode of She's Taking Over the Podcast. And thank you so much for all of your comments, your shares, your feedback, your reviews. It means the world to me. And of course, it helps me to get on board or get guests on board that you really want to listen to. So if you have been listening to our previous episodes and loving them, um, please do let me know. And of course, let me know who you want to hear next, because it means a lot. And of course, the whole point of this is to really help you grow, to help you tackle your goals in business and in life. And whoever you look up to, I'm on a mission to get them on this podcast. So um, let me know who you'd love to hear next. And today, what I want to talk about without further ado, we'll get into this episode, is managing stress. It's something that I get asked a lot about. My clients, our clients at Big Appetite, everybody is working so hard. When you have a startup, you wear so many hats. You do all the things. You are sales, marketing, product development, coaching, service delivery. You are the product. Um, You are also the product marketer and, of course, a team leader, a, a content creator, and then as as on top of all of that, you are trying to be an all-around good human to show up for your friends and your family. Um, and then, of course, somewhere in there, find some time for a personal life. So managing stress is really <laughs> tricky for so many people. And it's really important because your stillness, your calmness, your rational thinking, your ability to really connect with your deepest desires and to drive your business forward to create your ideal life comes from having time with yourself really and having peace of mind and having stillness and as somebody who look I would say I'm definitely a high high functioning person not necessarily highly stressed but there's definitely a level of arousal in terms of hyper arousal constantly excited constantly have things going on. I'm a high energy person. I talk to clients all the time in this industry, in the fitness industry, they are also high energy people. And there's so many moving parts with managing a business. And just like anything, really, the plan doesn't work unless you do. So how can you be across all parts of your plan and make sure that nothing is slipping through the cracks? And I think it's a huge pain point for me when I say I'm going to do something and it doesn't get done. It's a huge pain point. Integrity is one of my biggest values. And if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. But most importantly, if it's a project that I'm bringing to life and you are working with other other people and creators or even managing your clients, it's the fortune in the follow-up in sales and in project management. And it means that you have to just be on top of things, be on top of deadlines and how they can delay other deadlines if things are pushed out. So having that cognitive clarity, that mental clarity so that you can keep on top of things is super important. But then also, so is your mood, right? Like you can be getting all the things in the world done and absolutely hate your life and be a shit person to be around. And what's the point of that as well? When it comes to managing stress, I also feel that it's important to say, we all work best a little bit stressed. There is a level of um, intensity that comes from pressure when you have deadlines. So I don't think stress is a bad thing. However, 
it is also one of the biggest killers and it can keep a lot of us up at night. I know I definitely am not a good sleeper. I think everybody knows that it's not necessarily stress. It's more excitement, but what's the difference between stress and excitement? Where do they come from? Is it cortisol, right? Are they not more or less the same thing? The whole fight or flight response that happens in your body when you feel stressed, when you feel scared and you want to run away from something, how is that different to being on a roller coaster or, or being super excited about something that's coming on coming up or on the horizon for you? So if stress can be viewed as excitement, then you have a very different approach towards it, your energy, your perception. And that is my golden tip. My golden tip when it comes to managing stress is to be excited about it. And you're probably thinking that that's crazy, but I want to invite you to remind yourself or I invite you to remind yourself that you worked really hard for your problems. If your mortgage repayments are stressing you out, if your kids are stressing you out, if your job is stressing you out, if your clients are stressing you out, if your business is causing you stress, just remind yourself that you are the creator of that stress. You built this and that is something that at one stage you really, really wanted and you worked so hard for and generally being stressed by opportunity or by work means that you have a lot of opportunity um, available to you. So if you can try and reframe your thinking around stress and Adopt a learning mentality. You know, instead of saying I'm stressed, you can say I'm learning. I'm learning how to manage this. I'm learning how to challenge that. I'm learning how to overcome X, Y, Z. And instead of viewing the stressor as the enemy or the bad thing, essentially you can realize that on the other side of this, you are going to be better equipped to deal with things when they happen again. And you will learn. You either win or you learn. I think that's the next thing that... I um really want to stress to you is when you do have a um when you've changed your thinking or reframed your thoughts around stress to view it as excitement and to be grateful for it then you can really start to think I either win or I learn so if something is stressing you out like building your website or creating new systems or transferring your systems or your clients not getting a result I also always like to assume fault take full responsibility. So if my clients aren't getting good results, if they're contacting me too much, if they're stressing me out because they're not getting it, my next thing, the next step is what can I do differently? What, How can I take full responsibility for my stress and how can I control the controllables to create a different outcome? So reframe your thinking, view it as exciting, and then view it as an opportunity to grow and evolve. So if my clients have questions about a certain topic, what can I create so that I don't get a hundred more questions like this in the future? What can I build to help alleviate this stress and pressure for them? And how can I use this as an opportunity to grow? Now, obviously, there are things beyond our control that happen in life. And I'm not going to sit here and say assume faults and view it as exciting. I had a death in the family last week, which was quite sudden, and my um, family is in another country. My family's in South Africa, and that brought about a lot of stress for me because it reminded me of losing my mom. And so I felt quite triggered emotionally, and this is when 
I really felt challenged to manage my stresses because um, something that I love to do is uh, work, especially when I do feel stressed. I'll throw myself into work because I love to build things. I love the instant gratification that comes from quick runs on the board in terms of sales, but then also seeing my clients get it, seeing my clients win, seeing my clients build things. And I immerse myself into a world in which is it's familiar to me. I can control the outcomes and I understand cause and effect. If you put in X, you get out Y. It's input versus output. output. So when I am faced with external stresses, I find that that is um, when I really have to work hard to manage my stress. So golden tips would be reframe your thinking and perceptions around stress and look for opportunities to learn and evolve. However, if we had to talk about the things that happen beyond your control in the way that I know how, I guess, the way that I manage stress first and foremost is to deal with it head on. In the past, I would do anything, anything to distract myself from whatever it was that was going on, whether it was training every single day, going for walks, working long hours, seeing my friends. I never gave myself alone time because when you're alone, your thoughts and your emotions surface. And this is something that keeps you up at night. It can keep me up at night as well. If things go unmanaged, then they tend to come back around to manage you. And I'm a very big believer that if you don't pick a day to rest or slow down, um, then your like your body will choose the day to rest essentially. So things tend to happen in life that force you to slow down when you are working in a high stress state. I was really sick a couple of weeks ago. I got influenza. Um, I know it's definitely going around right now. And I struggled mentally because I just hated the thought of not working. I hated the thought of having to slow down. I felt all these emotions like feeling guilty and and um, shame because I couldn't work and shame because I got sick and it forced me to really slow down. And, you know, people always say that if you don't choose a day to rest, your body will choose it for you. Um, but also on the flip side, if you knock things hard one way, then your body will work to bring it back into balance. And so will the universe, whether or not you believe that. So I found that starting to happen in my life. I found instances where I was sick or having to manage external circumstances because I noticed that I probably wasn't dealing with the the, the core root of the stressor. So tackling it head on, what does that look like? It does mean alone time. So I, of course, it's important to lean on your support network. I love to call my friends and I find calling my friends is something that's really helpful. Um, I'm very mindful of what I share and to who with managing stress. I think sharing is really important. Sharing with a, a professional, an expert, whether it's a business coach or a business mentor, if you're stressed about business or a, a psychologist or a therapist, if it's more personal, friends can be a little bit more light and just uh, make you feel, you know, connected and not so alone. But it is important that um, you are sharing with the right people or, or going to the right sources to get advice so that you can tackle that stress head on. And then giving yourself the space to do so. So spending some time on your own and processing what comes up. And it can feel like the most unsafe thing 
in the world at the time. You know, I uh, personally am not scared in, in business. I'm not scared to, to take risks. I'm not scared to do the things that scare me, um, obviously, but I can feel fear around sitting alone with a journal when I feel overwhelmed or anxious. And that daily practice by incorporating journaling for me daily in the morning for just 10 to 15 minutes makes it so much less daunting when things do come up because it's a skill. It's a learned skill so that when things come up now, I know how to write pen to paper and I, I know how to clear my thoughts or, or, or pull my thoughts out of my head and actually observe them. And becoming an observer of your thoughts is really important because you can say, I'm stressed, and your whole body feels it. You feel it in your whole body, your mind. Or you could say, I'm feeling stressed. Or when this happens, I feel stressed. And now you attach an emotion to a circumstance And you can now identify cause and effect, which puts you in a powerful position to then manipulate the input to change the output, just like you could in the things that you do to avoid stress. So I'm very careful with the reframing and journaling, I find really helps me to do that. Being mindful, being consistent is really important. And when I say spend time alone, it's because when you're alone, you have more time to do these things and you can look after yourself. I think self-care and self-soothing is very important when you run a business. And if you are listening to this, I know a couple of people right now are putting in some really big days. I'm talking like 16 hour days, 14 hour days, whatever it is, it's not a badge of honor, um, but they're working really hard for their goals and, and chasing deadlines. And I can definitely relate to that. And working from home and spending a lot of time on my own here, I also feel sometimes it's like it's quite isolating and it's it's managing the alone time that you do have so that you are self-soothing and nurturing and filling up your own cup and in, indulging in the things that make you feel good. And there is a difference between self-soothing and self-numbing, you know, if you just want to sit on the couch at the end of a long day and have a glass of wine or eat food or whatever it is that you do. Um, you have to ask yourself if that's actually filling up your cup, if you're feeling like that's self-care or if you're um, essentially trying to self-numb with the pleasure of, of something else. So spending some time on my own is important for managing stress because it gives me clarity. I journal about what's really important to me. I journal about what my goals are and amidst the chaos essentially of running a business, the high energy people around the fast-moving tasks and deadlines and all the different sort of chat channels that you have with with teams and clients and people and friends, it's having the direction to the bigger picture, that vision, that really clear vision of where you're going that will help you manage stress so that you can choose how you spend your time in order to ensure that it aligns with your vision and your goal. And I don't invest my time in places that don't. And the things that cause me stress that don't directly serve that purpose, I work really hard to make sure I don't end up there again, essentially. And it's quite empowering when you take a moment to appreciate your journey and reflect on where you're going and how far you've come. And then all of a sudden you're practicing gratitude. You're practicing gratitude for the things that cause you stress. So 
reframing your thinking, giving yourself time alone to process your thoughts and trying to do that daily so that they don't all creep up on you because I'm not going to give you a lesson on anxiety or anxiousness or overwhelm, but I definitely feel like it's a build-up effect. You know, you push so hard for so long and then, like I said, something happens to bring you back into balance. Now, stress can be quite distracting for some. And and if you are a high, high-functioning or high-paroused person, I notice ADHD is trending these days, whether or not you actually have it or you joke you do or you think you do. Sometimes when you have so many tasks at hand, you sit down and you're like, where do I start? And then you kind of jump around from task to task and you end up jumping out of things. You go make three coffees, you call a friend, and before you know it, you're getting nowhere fast. So when I'm feeling some type of way or feeling overwhelmed and I've got a lot to do, I have, and this just works for me personally, I write down five things. I really try and avoid lengthy to-do lists. If I'm in a good flow and I wake up in the morning or I'm I'm wrapping up at the end of the day, I'll write down all my tasks that I think I need to do. And generally, I can sum them up into five tasks, five things. Five is far less overwhelming than 15. I can tell you that for free. So I would generally then summarize my tasks into what is it that I have to do, you know, and They come down to a few key things, my clients, sales, and my team. So I break it down and then I focus on moving through the subtasks. But I really, really do try and narrow it down into the biggest tasks. I tick them off and then I'll give myself a break. And I find time blocking in my calendar is something that is really helpful for me because if I know that I have deadlines emerging, approaching, And that causes stress because there's so much to do. I'll block out an hour or an hour and a half to work on that project before it's due. And that is like a non-negotiable, just like it is a meeting. And I work in a period of deep work in that moment in time. And being able to work deeply is not easy. I personally can get agitated working at my desk. I spend a lot of time at my desk. I've been doing really big days as well. It's just, we've just launched our very own custom built tech portal for our clients, which is amazing. And our clients are absolutely killing it, doing big things, traveling all over the world um, and really growing their businesses online. So we have always worked as a support to them. And, um, and essentially the business is great. There's so much opportunity. There's so much joy. I love what I do. There's so many moving parts. My WhatsApp, my my text messages, my Instagram, my emails go off all the time. And it's having discipline when you time block tasks that will help you to move through in a state of deep work in a more productive manner where you don't have to revisit things and you're making less errors. And for me, when I'm working, I love to listen to music. I don't really listen to music with lyrics. So there are a couple of playlists that I have. They're kind of like, I wouldn't even know what to call them. I've picked them up from various people over the years, but they're like deep house, progressive techno, 
vibes, which I absolutely love. There's nothing like a bit of caffeine and progressive techno in the morning. Oh my God, if Jade could hear this, she would hate that. Um, but I love working in that kind of a state or, or trance essentially. And then I also, on the flip side, like classical jazz or binaural beats or like a yoga playlist because it just puts me in a flow. And I set rules. I put my phone and my computer on do not disturb. I don't look at it until that period of time is over. And I used to have a hard time doing this because I don't people need me. I need to see everything. I need to respond to everything. And the answer to that question is no, they don't. They can work it out themselves or it can wait. If you are the only person who can truly do what you do, then you are the one that needs the most time of undisturbed work. And then you can emerge from your deep work and resurface into your chats and see what people need and how you can help them. But more or less, it can be found on Google or YouTube or it can wait. And I think something that I'm guilty of is uh, a lack of boundaries with clients. And that is that because I, during the week, spend so much time at my computer and working on my own, I'm quite responsive to people, especially fast chats on WhatsApp. And and um, it's managing expectations and, ha- and being clear with your boundaries so that you can also personally switch off, but you can also get things done. And sometimes to me that is closing the apps and getting out of them and just taking a little moment of darkness essentially just to focus on the one task that I've got to do as well. And over and above that in terms of time blocking, you can't avoid or overlook the most important tool for managing stress really in business. And that is prioritizing. There is a time management quadrant, which I love to refer back to. And I actually will look up who created this quadrant. I think it was Stephen Covey. Yes. Stephen Covey, the time management quadrant. And basically he talks about working in a state of urgency on important tasks. This is quadrant one. These are pressing problems. They're deadline driven problems. It's a state of crisis. Then you have not urgent but important, and this is like relationship building, finding new opportunities, long-term planning, preventative activities, personal growth, recreation. Then you've got not important, quadrant third is not important but urgent, interruptions, emails, calls, meetings, popular activities, things that come up that you feel you can't say no to because of fear of missing out that don't actually align with your goals. No, there is no urgency there. There is only the perception of urgency that you have created for yourself based on your value system. Come back to that and consider if it aligns with your higher self, with your goals, the future version of you. And then, of course, not important, not urgent. And these are just like time-wasting things, certain calls, emails, just fluffing about. So I really try and avoid working in a state of urgency on important tasks because this is where things go wrong and your emotions are heightened. So managing your time is very important so that you can always be working on important things that are not urgent and anything that's not important should essentially come out of your calendar. It's a time waster. And delegating where you can, of course, helps as well. And it might not be such in the business. It could be other things around the house, getting your partner or your kids to help you with certain things if you are working on tasks. So I don't necessarily believe in work-life balance. (laughs) I do believe in work-life integration. 
And if you are a solopreneur, if you run your own business and you want to work till 11 p.m., that's fine. If you want to start at 4 a.m., that's fine too. But you've got to make sure that you are still looking after yourself and making time for what you value because I believe that is when people feel unhappy. If you're not making time for what you truly value, no matter how good your your income is or whatever it is you're working on, eventually you will have this cognitive dissonance between what you want and what you're doing and you'll start to feel unhappy. And when you're doing things that you don't like doing, that's a pretty conducive environment with stress. So all in all, I hope that helps. Um, a little other point is to manage your relationship with yourself. And this isn't necessarily my area of expertise. It's not. Um, but imposter syndrome and perfectionism, what's the worst thing that could happen, Right. What is the worst thing that could happen if you have a launch and it doesn't do well? Meh. Now you have some data to learn from and you can do it again and nobody cares because it didn't do well so people won't remember about it. So it's really crucial that you just ask yourself, is this real? Because stress and worry, you're worrying about something that's never happened yet. So if it does happen, you actually have to suffer twice, which is madness, And on the flip side, it's false evidence appearing real, fear, false evidence appearing real. Stress is you being scared of an outcome unless you're excited, which is another feeling, I guess, which I also need to manage because I don't sleep at night because I'm so excited for the next day. But stress is false evidence appearing real and it's you either truly having an issue with your self-belief because you don't believe you're worthy, deserving and capable. So you are imagining the worst possible scenario of what would happen if and when it didn't work out because you don't believe in yourself. That's stress to me. So what do you need to do to be able to believe in yourself? Do you need to look at the evidence? Do you need to go look at your testimonials, your results, your client case studies and remind yourself that you're freaking good at what you do? Do you need to learn a new skill? Are you actually deficient in an area that could hold you back? Can you ask somebody to teach you? Can you pay them for their time? Can you invest in a course like stress to me is lack of control and I it's my thing but it's it's not been able to control the outcome so how can I be in control of my stresses well output input cause and effect what is causing me stress is it lack of clarity is it lack of control is it lack of direction how do I establish clarity how do I gain control how do I gain direction and of course There's elements of acceptance in all of that as well in terms of worrying about things in the past. But again, this is a bit of a rabbit hole of a conversation now. But if you're a business owner, the truth of the matter is we all need stress. We need it. To be honest, we chase it. And I'd go as far as to say we thrive in it. I guarantee you, if you are a business owner and you are cruising, I reckon you'd have four days, four days before you want to start doing something new. And that's what happens. And then you get stressed. So when things start working, stay freaking focused, laser focused on the vision that the higher self that you have in your mind has for your future, because you are not there yet. So when things are great, be mindful, practice mindfulness every single day. And when things are great, think, how can they be better? How can I be faster? How can I be more efficient? If you're not earning seven figures yet, you've got to focus on the one thing. And don't go making new work for yourself and cause you new stress by all the evidence and the information that you don't have because you haven't done it yet. 
wouldn't you rather just invest in the one thing in yourself and get so freaking good at it that you know that you are equipped to make that new decision when the time comes and the opportunity is there. And on that note, you guys, I am hosting a webinar this weekend on August the 12th. It is a free webinar at 10 a.m. Sydney time on, it's called the seven figure sprint. And I'm going to teach you my three-part framework to scaling to seven figures. I've done it personally a couple of times and many times or a few times for a few of our clients, some of which, most of which actually doing it in the first 12 months. So I invite you to come to that. Please let me know if you will be attending. I will be posting the link. Um, so keep keep an eye out for that. But all in all, if you are stressed, you've got to reconnect to you. You've got to come back to your values. You've got to look at how you're spending your time. And breathe so deeply into the belly because sometimes stress just comes from being unconscious. Like for me, I got my laptop stolen out of my car. And I'm going to say I got my laptop stolen out of my car because I didn't lock my car. So it's my fault. And that because that's because I was unconscious. So how can you bring awareness to the unconscious? Breath work. I love breath work for that. Um So my advice to you for managing stress is prioritize or reframe how you perceive stress because I think it's exciting. And to be honest, you're probably never not going to be stressed. Ask anybody, you know, over the age of five if they're stressed or at least over the age of 15 or 12. It's a stressful world, people. (laughs) So you're never not going to be stressed. You might as well see it as exciting. Reframe your thoughts prioritize and time block and set boundaries and look after yourself. Make sure you are not abandoning your own values for short-term wins and instant gratification because you don't want to be working in a place of urgency on unimportant or on unimportant things. So had no idea where I was going with this one when I started it and I didn't realize all that would come out, but I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do let me know. I love to hear from you. Your reviews mean so much. And I am just starting out. Please share this podcast with a stress head that you know. I'm sure we all know one or two or three. And I hope, of course, that you found this helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in.